it's okay to have an obsession. I dive into my craziest, imaginative and plain stupid obsessions. Mentally Obsessed is a podcast in which people can share and relate to obsessions anytime, anywhere. Obsessing over a game? I'll talk about it. Obsessed with World of Warcraft? Yeah, me too. Whenever the opportunity arises, I also interview celebrities or people of interest. So, what are you waiting for? Let your obsession reign free. And if you like what you hear, consider following and sharing with friends. Come nerd out with us too on Twitter at Mentally Obsess. Hello, Michelle Lukes. Thank you so much for joining me again. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm still invited back after the last time. Oh, you're always welcome <laughs> back, you. regardless. So, since you've been on, what's happened? Do you want to let everyone know, even though most of people probably already know, because they're obviously listening to hear about your character and stuff, but... The most recent thing uh, is that uh, Resident Evil Village has been released. So that's the, the most recent and most exciting thing that's been happening, for me anyway. Um, yeah, so... I, video game. Uh, I play Mother Miranda, who is the this story's nemesis, I guess, uh, to, to Ethan. Um, yeah, it's, it was two, two years in the making, and uh, finally it was released in May, and I can talk about it now because I couldn't for a long time. How is it like holding in, like, not like not being able to, you know, shout out to the world that you're on Resident Evil? In some ways, you just get so used to not talking about it. But in other ways, it's like you're always worried you're going to fuck up because it's it has to be, it has to be strictly enforced. And so you get to a point where you're like almost scared to say anything at all because you don't want to get into trouble. You know, you sign an NDA for a lot of projects these days to to protect the project, and uh, uh, and yeah, it's just a, it's sort of a way of life. But sometimes I haven't ever touch wood. But sometimes things slip without you know you say things without even thinking about it or without meaning to. And yeah, between a project seeing coming to fruition or just being pulled, so it it, it is you know I'm joking about it a little bit, but it is pretty serious. Do you, do you think that if some actor was to spoil something from a game, a TV show, a movie, do you think that affects the project as a whole? I, I, I mean, I know that it, it, has, it has affected other projects in the past. Um, so for sure, yes, absolutely, yeah. And I think that's why they have to be so strict at enforcing them because... You know, a lot of time and money goes into making these projects. And uh, if someone says something that puts that at risk, it's, you know, it's a business. And it's a, a lot of time and money that's at stake. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it does happen. So it's definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah. So now you've, you've been... Host, was was your hosting at a film festival? Yeah, I've been hosting it more and more in recent years. Uh, this the one you're referring to is a is a is a long running 
film festival in LA called First Glance Film Festival. Yeah. I did it again this year. I think this was my third year doing it. Um, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoyed the hosting. I never thought that I would be something that I was very good at, but I mean, I mean, you probably know more about this Reese than I do, but it's really about engaging with people, talking with people. And I like doing that anyway. So uh, it feels like a, it feels like a perfect job for me. So yeah. I'm really enjoying doing the hosting. Yeah, it's been great. So fun. If you're on this project, I'd love to do hosting, like Comic Con hosting and things like that. That's 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 a dream of mine at the moment is to do. Oh, it feels like a natural progression for you from 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 podcast to Comic Con. Why not? It's like makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in I'm finding it hard without representation or any um, input because I tried to apply for a Comic Con near me and I was like, they asked me if I had any experience on stage in front of people, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, I've only had, I've only really ever had experience via podcasting and through that way, and they never replied to me after that. Well, I mean, it is. The, the sort of regular route is to go through an agent. But, you know, the beauty of living in 2021 means that there are so many platforms uh, for exposure, potential exposure, that you can build up the experience that's required um, either to do the work you want to do or to, or to secure an agent, you know, yourself. So it's just instead of going directly say from podcast to comic-con you have to do like maybe three or four little mini stepping stones in between but it's completely doable i believe yeah so i don't give up your dream reese smart i think you should still go for it yeah I, i'm I definitely that is that is the aim yeah you just have to be a little bit more um uh thoughtful about or specific oh, i don't know what the word I thought, i'm losing my mind there's this word i'm thinking of uh, measured uh help me what's the word um you just have to have a plan of action basically uh, yeah and 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 follow it but i think you can i think you can do it it just might take you a little bit longer to get there you have to go around the houses but why not <laughs> these days right yeah uh, that's why i've gone towards uh, doing like live stuff on Twitch. Like I recently hosted um, an E3 cons- uh, uh, conference with a friend of mine who come on the like podcast Twitch and me sat and hosted like an E3 conference. And I was like, I really enjoy it. Like I really sit there, love ho- hosting and that's like what, what I really want to do. Yeah, you should try and, try and branch out, do other things, uh, volunteer, like do other things for free just for the experience. And sort of get a, a, a more fully rounded tool bag. Do you know what I mean? Live stuff, recorded stuff, on camera stuff, like whatever you can do, do it. Yeah. That's what uh, I would say. And uh, the, the, the only thing that's like holding me back from doing like fight videos, at, sometimes, not all the time, is my self esteem. My self esteem is the worst. Like I say, I look in the mirror sometimes and I feel physically sick by the way I look, which I think it's to do with social media and social media's fault with the standards of how you've got to look these days. That's really, you know, 
affected me generally so I can relate to that definitely as a, a woman who is no longer in her 20s you know it's the pressure to adhere to society's expectations it's really hard so I can appreciate that and I'm sorry that you feel that way I do I truly I do it's um it's a constant battle for for everyone to stay afloat I think in this day and age yeah it definitely is. So yeah, I feel I, I feel that for sure. So, so we haven't really got onto the questions yet. So we're going to move on to that. No, it's 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 me. It's me babbling. Like because because when, when was the last time we spoke? It was. I can't it was, remember. I don't I'm, remember. I'm sure it was like December of 2019. Was the last time we spoke. Oh. Wow, crazy! Like we spoke about Halo, and you talked about Frida Kahlo as well. Oh, Frida. I still love Frida. But I bought the most amazing vintage poster of Frida that's now happily in my living room since the last time we spoke. Oh, you should, yeah. you should post it on Instagram or on your stories or something so I can see. I think I posted it when I first bought it. Um, but she's not had a she's not had a, an up-to-date picture in all her glory now that she's been, like, expensively framed. And <laughs> so, yeah. All right, ask me questions then. So do, do you relate at all to Mother Miranda in any way? Um, thank you. As an actor, you, like, immediately I would say no, as I'm sure most people would when they think of Mother Miranda. But as an, as an actor, you have to dive a little deeper and find the things that, particularly with a baddie, find the things that make them human, that make them, that inspire some compassion. Because if if you don't care about the characters then and you don't feel anything for them, then... What's the point? So that's what I had to do is just look for any redeeming qualities about Mother Miranda. And I think her need to mother Eva or to mother her, her child, um, to be a mother is something, you know, that I can relate to. Uh, and so uh, for me, I made all her decisions based on, on, on that, which... yeah. I'm hoping made her a little bit more uh, uh, relatable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say, I would say that. I mean, I've also said in other interviews that it takes a lot to sort of push me over the edge in terms of losing my temper. But uh, I, I am one of those people that's like, once I go, I fucking go. So I, I'm, I'm not killing anyone like Mother Miranda, but I can definitely lose my shit every now and then. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> those two things. <laughs> so it, it wasn't your first time doing motion capture, was it? She did some for Halo 5 Guardians, didn't you? I did some for Halo and I also did a VR project called, um, oh God, it's escaping me now. Uh, I'm losing my mind, Reese. Um, <laughs> a beautiful VR project that went to Tribeca, no less. Um, and actually it was the, the same casting director for that project that worked on Resident Evil. It's called, sorry, Fire Escape. I didn't go back to that. Um, it was a wonderful uh, project and um, I did all the motion capture for that too. So this was my third time doing a motion capture project. Yeah. Who was the casting director? Um, her name is Rosanna Sun and she works, their company is called The Workhouse and they are fantastic. Yes, the workhouse. Uh, I, I would literally do anything that Rosanna is attached to. She's just the best. So, <laughs> um, which is funny actually, because when she called me for um, Resident Evil, I, 
because of the secrecy around it, um, she wasn't able to tell me that it was Resident Evil when I was auditioning. And it sort of didn't matter because I trust her so implicitly. I just knew that whatever the project was, it was going to be a good one. Yeah. You feel like you're in safe hands with them. So was, I was happy to, to come on board with Rosanna again. Did you did you like know anything about Resident Evil, the genre, um, the game? Sorry, the the game in the first place. No, <laughs> I know franchise, and yeah. um, I have friends that have worked in the previous games, but honestly, not really. I'm not a gamer as well, so let's not forget that. So it's not <laughs> a familiar familiar world for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, is um sorry, I lost my trailer trailer for. I was gonna um who who was the um or the cast members you you knew? Uh I'd worked with Jesse before on Fire Escape and also Todd. Um, ah yes. So they both they'd both worked on Fire Escape as well. Um and I have another friend that had worked in previous games. So so I knew it existed. I knew the franchise, you know, by name and reputation. Obviously it's got a huge reputation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I really, I, I really didn't know that much about it, which is probably good because I would have been more intimidated, I guess. Uh, what is Mother Miranda's favourite child? She doesn't have favourites. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Eva, but in terms of our villains, I don't think she has a favourite. Ah. I'm going to say she doesn't have a favourite. <laughs> I think they all offer her something different. So she needs all of them. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah. You don't get everything you need from one person. I think she's clever enough to know that they they all serve their purpose. So when you're talking and answering the question, I'm looking at like a connected question to ne- to connect to that last question to then go to the next question. And while I'm thinking yeah. of that question, I lose my child of thought. <laughs> so like, if <laughs> if you're listening to this and like there's like a long break, I'm like, ah. Uh, Jesus, I just lost my trial of thought. Sorry. God, I all the time. Don't worry about it. Um, so uh, what is the question that nobody has asked that you'd want to be asked? Uh, you mean about Resident Evil? About anything in general. Oh, my God. I don't know. Wow. What is a question that I would like to be asked that I've never been asked? I don't know. You know, I feel like... I'd have to really think about it to to come up with something unusual because you know obviously I've I've been working now for quite a long time and um, I've been fortunate enough to do many interviews uh, from from all different parts of the world so I think most questions have been covered at some point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to think about it when we as as we talk and I'll if I come up with something brilliant I'll tell you at the end. Okay, no problem at all. And then you can ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is Mother Miranda's favourite pizza topping? Ooh, Mother Miranda's favourite pizza topping. God, it's really hard not to be influenced by my own. I'm going to say she's she's going to go for something. I don't know why, but I don't know why I thought maybe she might be vegetarian, but I just imagine something with like lots of unusual sort of things from the earth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be covered in like spinach and unusual kind of mushrooms and I don't know, like all the stuff that most people are like, I think she'd probably put on a pizza. There's something about her that is of the earth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I I see it as well. 
Let us see your vision. Um, but if you were asking me, I would say um, salami. <laughs> yeah, that was my next question. I was going to say, so what's yours then? <laughs> salami. Sometimes I like to mix up and put salami mushroom. And if I'm feeling really wild, I'll throw some black olives in there too. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mother Miranda's, I don't know. Yeah, she's going to go for something very green and earthy, I think. Do you think pizza's... Um, are better in the US or the UK? Shit, you know, it's been so long since I've had a pizza in the UK. I It would be hard to answer, <laughs> but I'm going to say, I'm going to say the US, but that's maybe because it's um, most recently in my taste buds. <laughs> I'm trying to think where I've had a good pizza in England, and I can't actually think of one right now. <laughs> I love a bit of Pizza Express back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the US, um, but that's probably an un- the unfair, un- and they've got an unfair advantage because I've lived here now for so long. Is is there any certain UK food that you miss? Any UK food? Oh my God, yeah. so many. So much UK food. Honestly, when I come home to England, you're going to laugh, but like one of my biggest pleasures is going to the grocery store, to the supermarket. Like to just to walk down the aisles of Tesco is such a dream. <laughs> an English person living abroad because it's, we ha- I, honestly we have it so good in England in terms of our and in terms of our supermarkets you just wouldn't believe it there's all sorts of delicious stuff that we don't get here in the US um, yeah. so like there's there's just lots of regular stuff that I miss like I, the cheeses you just don't get the variety of and the yumminess of cheese here it yeah. just doesn't dairy in general. You just like, and I miss like clotted creams and all these things, like all the things that you just take for granted, everyday things that you might just pop into your trolley, just can't get them here. So I miss those things, even cereals, like certain cereals and like breads and like I don't know. I could just talk about this for hours. But like yeah. specific English foods, you know, I love a roast dinner. I miss roast dinners, like my mum's roast dinner. I miss Ooh. that so much. And good old fish and chips. I know it's a cliche, but I do. Um, uh, I mean, tea. the tea here is shit, so I had to start drinking coffee. <laughs> that. Can't get a nice cup of tea here. Uh, oh, so many things. And then there's also those weird things that I probably wouldn't eat when I'm at home. But like, yeah. oh, good old Scotch egg from Borough Market. Love that. Um, ah, yeah. Pork pie. My mum has loads of pork pie and pate in her fridge. Like, wouldn't get that here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could go on forever. So many things. And desserts. Oh, nice apple pie or some, like, a, a sticky toffee pudding with some ambrosia custard. Yum. <laughs> oh, and the chocolate. The chocolate. The chocolate. The home is so good. You know, the really shitty kind. Sorry, Cadbury's. But, like, all of that <laughs> stuff, which is... So delicious, but will probably kill you. Don't get that here. We do get good weather though, so that's the trade-off. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's like a, a, a highlight of being in America. <laughs> exactly. At least in LA. Yeah. <laughs> what's it? What's it like living in LA? Is it like as good as they say it is? Or um, oh gosh, I mean, there's lots of different perspectives. Um, I think LA has a hard t- gets a hard time. Because when people visit LA, they only ever want to go to two places, and that's Hollywood Boulevard and Venice Boulevard. Which yeah. 
arguably are the two dumpiest places in LA. So people leave going, oh, it's shit and it's dirty and it's, you know, a concrete jungle. And it is in places, but also it has a lot of beauty. Like one of the places, one of the reasons I love living here is my connection to nature is so much greater than if I was living in London. Like I can be in the beach and I can be in the forest and the mountains in one day if I wanted to. Um, yeah. It's a very outdoorsy lifestyle, which I absolutely adore. So that I love. Um, I miss theatre in London. There's not a huge theatre scene here, but the art scene is, exists for sure, and it's definitely growing. So I think there's, there's more beauty here than people give LA credit for. Um, and the food, there's amazing restaurants and... Um, uh, you know, fun shopping. I think there's a lot going on in LA, but you have to know where to look. Don't, if you're listening for in, in England and you want to come to LA, please, if you need to go to Venice Boulevard and Hollywood Boulevard, do it, but make sure you have time for the other stuff and like do your research. Talk to people that, that know it or, you know, delve a little deeper. There's so much that LA has to offer. Um, the only thing that I don't love is, uh, I guess, it's very industry saturated, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, not just our industry, actually. It's just lots of, there's a, there's a frenetic energy amidst all the sort of laid backness because there are a lot of people here trying to make it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this, this weird kind of energy where people are trying to make it and the, and the sort of negative side of that is, uh, I'm making a huge generalization here, but. I, I, it's very, it feels very transient in a way. Um, relationships can be fleeting and a little sort of, people can be flaky, but I feel like everyone's looking for the next best thing or how to, you know, how to move forward and stuff. And so when you do find those relationships that anchor you and ground you, you just got to hold on to that because yeah, it can be flighty. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard, I've heard a lot about the dating scene in LA. Everyone's judgy. Dating scene everywhere is horrendous, but I can, <laughs> I can definitely tell you that the dating scene in LA is particularly horrendous. As as a British actress, yeah. um, I've never I've, I've never asked this to anyone. What 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 what, what would like what would you, how was your experience moving to LA? And um, if someone was thinking, what's listening to this, like you know what, I'm gonna move to LA to pursue my dreams, what what would advice would you give to that person? Um, I would say that you do not have to pack your bags, give up your life in whatever town you are in currently and move to LA. You know, it's just not necessary. Um, I would say master your craft and try it out first. Try it out where you are at. Don't give up everything to move to a different country. And I, I just think it's just not the advice I would give. You know, this day and age, especially since COVID, so much has uh, it has opened up in terms of opportunities. And it's, it's all remote these days. So, yeah. you know, I haven't gone into a room for an audition since before COVID. It's all self-taping these days. And maybe it will go back to in-the-room auditions, but... Certainly for now, everything is done remotely. So why pack up and move to LA if you can be at home in a comfortable life 
with the people that you love around you um, and still do it. Do you know what I mean? And then if you, you know, a few years down the line, you want to change your scenery, maybe, but it's just not necessary. Also, LA is not the hub of acting these days. Yes, a lot of stuff gets made here and is, uh, and this is the, the base for, for a lot of what you see on television. But, you know, for, exa for example, Georgia now, like in Atlanta, and Atlanta is blowing up in Canada even. Like so much is filmed in Canada as well. Canada, Atlanta. There's all these yeah. pockets over the country, over the world that are making great television. Um, you don't, you know, you don't need to be in LA. In fact, I know a lot of people that have representation in other parts of the country um, because they have various familial ties there. And, you know, Portland, for example, and Atlanta. And they only want people that are local to those places. They don't, they, they, they don't even want to see people from LA. Mm. So I think crazy to, I think it's outdated. I think it's outdated to assume that you have to be here to pursue a career in acting. I just don't believe that to be true. How do you feel about sitting at home doing a self-tape? Would you rather go in to an audition or? No, I hate auditions. I'm the worst. <laughs> I am like buckle under pressure. And so actually, in a way, I prefer I prefer the comfort of doing it at home. Um, there are a lot of work though, I'm not gonna lie. Like it is a lot of work to, to do a self-tape. I, I don't think people really appreciate the time and effort and stress that goes into it, but it is a lot of work. But I would take that over an in-person audition any day of the week. The only thing I would say with a tape is that they don't get to experience you as you. Do you know what I mean? Your personality. And sometimes that can be the difference between booking a job and not booking a job. Yeah. But with that said, I never feel like I'm my own dazzling self when I'm in the room anyway. So uh, I prefer self-tapes. But lots of people would disagree. Yeah, I would do self-tapes. I, I wouldn't. Why? I'd be, I'd like, like with you, I'd buckle under pressure going into an audition. I know, it's tough. But, you know, some people thrive in that situation. And I, I just never have been one of those people that thrive in an audition situation. Once I get the job, I'm like, I'm away. But, like, the initial audition is, I always find, a huge hurdle to overcome. Yeah. So if you could travel back in time, back or forward, uh, where would you go and why? Uh, I would go back to being 18. <laughs> would I though? I don't even know if I would. If I, if I, yeah, I would go back to being 18, but I'd go back knowing everything that I know now. And then I just do life again. Yeah, I always think about that, going back to my younger self. I would only go back to my younger self, though, if I could go back with my older self brain. Yeah. I don't want to be a dumb 18-year-old again, and I was <laughs> But I would definitely go back and, and do things a little differently, knowing what I know now. What's your favourite film or TV series, Netflix, whatever, you're enjoying uh, right now? Um, I'm not very good at favourite questions because I'm... <laughs> Very indecisive. I, I can't commit to anything. But I tell you some of the films that I've been enjoying. I really enjoyed Nomad Land. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was such a beautiful film. It was a little depressing, but I thought it was a stunning film. Um, the, on Netflix, they have the Billie Holiday movie. I think it's America versus Billie Holiday, it's called, or something like that. Yeah. Um, that was that really surprised me. It's not a movie that I would normally sit down and watch, but I was with a group of friends who 
wanted to watch it. And so I watched it. Uh, and it really actually blew me away. I thought it was great. The performances were like amazing. Uh, and there was so much about her that I didn't know. And so I really enjoyed that too. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've seen so much uh, during lockdown and I've seen so much good stuff. Uh, in fact, I've seen so much that I'm now watching reality television. <laughs> run out of things to watch. <laughs> what reality TV are you watching? Well, don't judge me, but I'm watching The Bachelorette at the moment. Ah, right, okay. I also watch The Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, and I just I did watch an episode. I love a, tr- a true crime doc as well, but I've literally seen all of those. Yeah. Uh, I watched an episode of Married at First Sight last night. Have you seen that? No, I haven't even heard of that. I mean, it's crazy. It's so the, the premise of the show is that um, people they matchmakers and they they're from, they're sort of uh, experts in their particular field. I don't know psychology or blah blah blah, whatever. And yeah. uh, they matchmake three people, and these three people have to get married. Or they have to, but they choose to get married without having ever met each other. And then the series follows their relationship after they get married. It really is, it sounds so fucked up. That's why I kept watching it. I was like, what? <laughs> it sounds bizarre. I know. Then when you, you just can't believe that it's happening. And then once you start watching, you can't stop watching. So, yeah. yeah. If... There is, there's so much good, good sort of drama as well on TV. Don't just watch the... <laughs> There is some good stuff too. If someone was to ask me that question, I would say um, I want to re- I'm trying to rewatch Umbrella Academy. I need to renew my Netflix subscription. But there's so many streaming services these days that I'm like, who do I commit to? <laughs> I know. Well, like, the beauty is you don't have to commit to one. It's like an open relationship. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm trying to rewatch Umbrella Academy. I love Umbrella Academy so much. What that is. What's Umbrella Academy? So Umbrella Academy is like superhero kind of. Uh, uh, it's it's a comic. It was made from comic. I will say about being an actor though, it, it is very hard to watch stuff because it gets to a point where you're like, "Yep, audition for that, didn't get it. That nah, audition for that, didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> so that didn't get it. Who got it? Up, oh, yep, yeah, I." It's so it's funny because you start watching television from a different perspective. It, it sort of ruins the fun a little bit, which is why reality TV is safe. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, reality. I like to watch. Keep uh, don't judge me, but keep up the Kardashians. I watch them uh, a lot. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I haven't embarked on that yet, but never say never. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I wouldn't even say I'm guilty about it, to be honest. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> exactly yeah exactly and like i've been on i've been on twitter and i'm like i'm trying not to congest everyone's timelines with me tweeting to kim <laughs> kardashian and chloe kardashian oh, <laughs> but I've, I've had replies from both chloe and kim so yeah. i have yeah yeah, the, yeah um i asked kim if she was gonna go back blonde and she was like yeah definitely my <laughs> my twitter analytics that that month we're over one million, not gonna lie. I was like, oh my god, I'm insane. It's insane. That's crazy. I know. The Kardashians are just a whole nother entity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, right. And it's and it's it like bewilders me how like they post a tweet and like one second later they've got a thousand likes on it. It's like so weird. 
crazy. I'm like, I mean, I guess to say about the Kardashians without sounding dismissive or like a total bitch, but there is something about them that I do appreciate because I feel like they're all, I'm going back in the day, like yeah. really they're just average girls that have made something, and I don't want to say something of nothing, but they have cultivated this amazing career and lifestyle from essentially nothing. Yeah. And then, and I mean that in a, I mean that as a compliment. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I kind of, I mean that as in a good way. It's like, you know, just that level of drive and ambition is to me impressive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like. Take my hats off to you personally. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you feel like the, the older generation, much older, look at content creators and think, hmm, they, they're like, why are they getting so, some getting so rich, so famous just from creating like YouTube videos, for example, even OnlyFans at the moment is getting people famous and stuff. I don't it's quite think weird. people care. I think when you get to that age, you just don't care. Hmm. Do you know what uh, I mean? I think yeah. people want to care. I think it's the, I think it's their, um, it's the people, the young, the young people that are like, why them, not me? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's people that care, and and me personally think that can affect someone's mental health. Absolutely, of course it can. But and then on the other, you know, my, my going back to the Kardashians, there's what I love about it is that there's also an element of if they can do it, why can't I? Yeah, one, not necessarily me personally, but do you know what? I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, there's something inspiring in that too. I released um, a podcast episode uh, not long ago with with. Uh, someone who recently blew up and um, I, I don't, oh, she's probably busy and I, like, I don't want to like, you know, bitch about them or anything like that or n- like talk bad about them because it was absolutely lovely. And and this is like me thinking like they don't like me, they hate me, why aren't they retweeting this and stuff? And I'm thinking, well, what? And then I think, to, I was thinking, Reese, right, back it in, like one, they took their time out of their day to talk to you. Then second, they did it without getting paid. Three, like they could be really busy that day. So then that that affected my mental health because I was thinking, like, why 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 are they not doing it to me? I can see them doing it to everyone else. And and like at, at the end of the day, it's not their responsibility to get it out there. That's my responsibility in that way. So like I needed to like teach myself how to like not worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think it's very easy for us as human beings to assume the worst. And really, often it's just a more simple explanation. Do you know what I mean? I think we go, we tend generally to go from naught to 100 very easily. Yeah. When, you know, someone not replying with text could be as simple as they lost their phone or, you know, they're really busy or the message didn't come through and yet, in our head, it's we sort of spiral out of control. Yeah, but I think uh, that's common. I don't think I don't think that's just you, hun. So, find yeah, it's just the you know human experience. But I was diagnosed with emotional dis- dysregulation disorder, which just means that I have like terrible like I'm terrible with regulating my emotions so like I was saying for example like something can really 
affect me 500 times worse than someone else yeah and there's yeah. there, there is like a lot of doubt and stuff in it like none of none of like my family or anything really understand what it is they just think like oh it's like a miss like her mental health illness and like no one really talks about it and things so that's what that's what I'm here to do obviously talk about it well I think that's I think that's amazing um I mean I definitely haven't had a diagnosis but I know by in by nature I'm very sensitive and it's funny because when I I often get into arguments with my mum because she she doesn't understand. She, she always tells me she brushes off, like she dismisses my experience often because she isn't that way. And so, and she, you know, it always comes down to, oh, Michelle, you're being overly sensitive or you're too sensitive or you're taking it too seriously. Yeah. We can't discount that for the individual, it's very real. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. And, and like someone from outside looking in might not know and that's what's frustrating about it because I just think we have to all be very mindful that our experience is not going to be someone else's experience so and it's like beliefs as well you know just your belief may not be someone else's belief and and that is okay because we are all different yeah let's try and give each other space and a little compassion and understanding for what is not familiar to us. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's hold space for people and let them experience their emotions fully without discussing yeah. them. But look at Robin Williams, for example. He was yeah, he, he, a comedian. Yeah, yeah, loads of examples of people that behind the camera or it, from seeing it on the outside, they look really happy and that wasn't and now that yeah. they've sadly gone and like we need to obviously uh tell people that n- no one's ever alone like there's support out there and you should find it and speak to someone about it obviously yeah for sure i mean i think um there's there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of shame attached to uh feeling the feeling of isolation or the feeling of depression or the feeling that what the, the way you're handling it, the you know, or the assumption that you are different from everyone else, and I think that shame is what stops pe- stops people from reaching out. Yeah, to, to ask for help, but uh, I don't know if we can talk about it more, and um, we can people can find comfort in knowing that their experience is actually more common than they assume, and that they're not. They're not sort of fucked up or different. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it makes it easier to ask for help when it when we start normalizing, uh, you know, these conditions. Yeah. I'm calling it condition feels weird. <laughs> so, well, that the question, the next question anyway was, how can someone in the acting business maintain their mental health? So like. If someone was asking you, what advice would you give to me to maintain my mental health or to improve it as an actor? Like, what would you say? Like, what advice would you give? I, I do think people respond differently to different things. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So I think being learning, understanding yourself, and 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 is gonna is gonna help you. So knowing 
what works for you will help you. But like for me personally, um, the way that I maintain my mental health, um, I see a therapist, which uh, works for me, a talk therapist. Um, I also try and find a balance between work and life, real life. So I understand what I talk, what I talk about, you know, getting to know yourself better. What I mean is what are the things that make you, you, what are the things that give you life and give you energy? For me, it's being out in nature. It's being, um, uh, it's being active. It's having purpose. It's being surrounded by love. So that for me, that means spending time with, with people that are, are grounded, authentic, and have my best interests at heart. It means going horse riding. It means taking long hikes in nature, spending time at the beach, meditating, um, being creative, writing, um, having beautiful things around me even. Um, yeah. So those are the things that I know make me me or make me the fullest version of me. And so cultivating that understanding and that relationship is is a big part of what keeps me grounded and balanced in a very ungrounded workplace do you know what i mean and yeah. having support from a therapist having the support from people that have the best your best interests at heart those those are all huge factors too but i would yeah. say those won't necessarily be what makes another person that's what I'm talking about when we're going back to like different experiences, like a talk therapist for me is great, but it might not work for someone else. Do you know what I mean? Meditation yeah. is great, but it might not work for someone else. So you have to find you to do the work and find out what is it for you that keeps you grounded and peaceful. Maybe it's going to a football game. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's not seeing your family. You have to find out for you what gives you life and energy and do it. And 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 not and don't be afraid to do it. Commit commit to giving yourself this gift. That's why I um ask um everyone who comes on the show, because obviously everyone's reply is gonna be different and exactly. It's good to see from everyone's different everyone's different point of view what they do and you could possibly try it and if it doesn't work, try something else. Doesn't work, keep trying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's just good to take a moment to sit down and reflect and say, okay, what, do, what is it, when do I feel most alive? When do I feel most invigorated? Oh, it's when I went out for dinner with my friends last week. Interesting. Oh, I remember when I spent time with my mum, that really sucked my energy. Oh, do yeah. you know what I mean? So you have to just be, get quiet and take a look at your life. You know, oh, I really, I really enjoy it when I took that time to go shopping or I really enjoyed it when, um, you know, I spent the weekend away. Like, find out what it is, you know, yeah, just find out what those things are and make time for them. Yeah. If, if you could, uh, back to Resident Evil, um, if you could play another character in Village, who would it be and why? Uh, well, I haven't played the game. So it's really difficult to say because I'm really going, I'm, I don't have that much to go on. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Lady D is pretty epic. So maybe I would want to be a giantess. That could be cool. Reckon that. Right, sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to go with her, but it's unfair because I, I don't really know all of the characters intimately. So yeah. I'm going to 
Taylor. If I have to make a decision, I'd say Lady D. Just because she's ah. bad. So Nicole Nicole Tompkins had a cast reunion and I was I was looking for you. I was like, where is she? Where's Michelle? Oh, I wasn't able to make it. I was actually camping in Yosemite that weekend. Oh, how was camping? Did you like camping? I say camping. It was like not really camping. I was in the uh, Right, um, okay. Kept in the bed. Um, but it was, uh, it was great. I went, uh, see, I mean, that, that's a perfect example of things that give me life. Like I love to travel and it doesn't, I mean, the Yosemite is only a couple of hours away for, um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, big intercontinental trips. It can just be like a four hour drive to spend two nights away from home. So yeah. for me, I absolutely loved it. It was great. I got out in nature. Another thing that makes me happy, um, and spent time with family. My cousin came with me. So I managed to like tick all the boxes so it was great for me um I was I was sad to miss the reunion but um I had this trip planned for a long time so yeah yeah ah, I, I, seeing all the images and things from your Instagram it was very lovely I was like I'm so jealous <laughs> <laughs> well it was good to remember that people don't uh, tend to post the shit things in their life <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, it's very true I, I would never like I mean Although people do. So, you know, I mean, I have seen my fair share of people sitting in their cars crying and videoing it, which I find unusual because it's, it's, it's not uh, something I would necessarily do. But again, we all behave differently and we yeah. all find ways to reach out. Um, but generally, for the most part, you are only seeing the highlights of people's life. And I think it's good to remember that. Like, are yeah. you, I probably would... I, probably almost never post something that's shitty. Although I did actually not so long ago do a post because uh, I was getting a, some backlash online um, that I felt was important to speak out about. Yeah. Um, what was what was that about, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, uh, people just saying that I look old and look like a grandma, con- basically uh, commenting on my physical appearance. So trolls, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, trolls, for sure. Yeah, which is, like, don't listen to him, Michelle. You're very pretty. You look very young. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. It's okay, no worries. <laughs> this is, it's very, it's as, as like, a guy, I, I, I still feel very awkward complimenting women. And, <laughs> like, I feel, because these days, like, m- m- straight men uh, come on to women all the time and sometimes that can be very uncomfortable and as a, as like as I said like as a gay guy I'm like yeah you're very pretty but obviously I don't like you in that way <laughs> <laughs> I know you have to qualify it don't you yeah um, I, yeah I don't know where these guys are that are giving women compliments all the time because I never get them um, <laughs> because I look like an old grandma um, but, uh, I don't know. I think there's something, you know, I've, some of the, some of my most favorite comfort compliments over the years have come from women. Um, yeah. so I think we should get less hung up about, you know, like, we should just be more like, if you, if you feel it, say it like, I'm exactly, yeah. you know, a compliment, man, woman, beast, whatever. It, it could make someone's day. You never know. They could be feeling really crappy <laughs> and short positive interaction can be the difference between a shitty day and the best day ever. Exactly. Why not exactly. the best day ever? So if um, anyone who's listening wants to come send Michelle some compliments on social media, not <laughs> bad ones. If I see any bad ones, my, me personally, I'm going to come kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, yeah, where can everyone find you? Um, I am mainly on uh, Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is Shelly Luke's, uh, S-H-E-L-L-Y-L-U-K-E-S. It's also my Twitter handle, but I'm rubbish on Twitter. I'm just not very good at it. Um, <laughs> and I think there's also a Facebook page um, for me, but also, again, not great at that too. So, yeah, Facebook's really where, I mean, sorry, Instagram's really where it's at, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like, who uses Facebook pages these days? <laughs> I, know. I, mean, I do have an account, but it's very neglected. Yeah. If, if I was to go to my screen time, the most used app would be Discord and Twitter. Mm, mine would be Instagram. Easy. Yeah, I'm so... I'm on Twitter all the time. I am an Instagram slut. <laughs> what's, what's your, like, Twitter notifications been like since... Uh, everyone like found out that you was in the game. Uh, I barely go on Twitter to be honest, but there's definitely been a flutter of activity. Um, but I was like, I was not using Twitter for so long that Twitter actually contacted me. Oh, did they? <laughs> yes, because I hadn't used it for so long. Because I verified, <laughs> and they were like, "If you don't use Twitter, we're going to take away your verification." Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh well, I'm, I guess. Oh, that that, yeah. that dreaded word. <laughs> I know I mean it's sort of like part of me is like whatever but then the other part of me is like it's actually pretty useful because I'm not verified on Instagram and I've had numerous people sending private messages to people as me like impersonating yeah. me and it's like a real fucking pain in the ass have you have you tried to apply for Instagram or not I did once because after an incident where I kept getting, I got messages in my inbox saying, oh, do you have another account? Because I received, uh, you know, DMs from another person saying that they were you and blah, blah, blah. And this went on for a while. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I did reach out to Twitter, to Instagram, but they weren't interested. So I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing with Instagram and Facebook. You can't get through to anyone. I mean, I applied, but you don't really... You just have to tick boxes. You can't really say, look, this is really fucking up my world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. Boxes and then they go to their algorithms or whatever the word is and they go, oh no, you do not qualify. Yeah, apparently you ain't reputable enough or notable enough or there's not enough news articles or... I don't care enough to pursue it, so... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unless unless we go... uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what's, uh, Postal? <laughs> no, um, that word. I, I, I never, I never, never do it myself. But when you go, out, when when you go out, sort of like outside, of like a protest. That's it. We'll we'll protest okay. outside Instagram. And like verify Michelle Luke. Yeah, then Michelle Luke's verified, so we can yeah. lose all the psychos. Yeah, but basically, like. No, Go up to the front desk, like, excuse me, I need to speak to someone, like, right now. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, that does not exist. But that's okay. <laughs> just please don't pretend to be me. Yeah, just that's don't. Like, just don't do it. Not only is... You're going to say something nice, but if you're going to be an idiot... Yeah, like, yeah, like, obviously fan pages are acceptable, but, like, it's kind yeah, of creepy. Message someone pretending to be me and be a dick... No, that's not... There was a while when people, there is someone, uh, I think that's how my Facebook page started. And yeah. I, so 
if someone had very kindly, and I take it as a huge compliment, had set up this Facebook pages page for me. Yeah. Posting, bless them, and I'm sorry if you're listening, whoever it was, I don't remember who it was now because it was a long time ago, but they would like post pictures of me, sometimes in bikini, but they'd caption it like, I don't remember specific captions, but it would be stuff like, don't I look good today? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People are going to be looking at this thinking I'm posting pictures of myself in a bikini saying, <laughs> mm, don't I look good today? So in the end, I had to reach out to them and be like, um, yeah, Hi, can we, can we not do that? Yeah. And, and it's, it's not that it's, it's like ruining someone's reputation as well. And it just makes you look like a bit of an idiot. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. don't want to be known for, as someone who posts semi-naked pictures of myself saying I look hot literally <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah yeah and and yeah. I I think um I don't know if you I've never obviously done legal proceedings to sue someone for impersonation but can't can't they say defamation but oh, I don't know maybe 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 if it got serious enough yeah. yeah, well, you can catch Michelle Lukes as Mother Miranda in Resident Evil Village, now available to be played on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Google Stadia and Microsoft Windows. Don't forget to obviously follow Michelle on all of her social media, send a kind words. You know, compliment her. She's absolutely fantastic actress, you know, and don't be creepy. <laughs> Thank you, Reese. Thank, Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Michelle, for, for coming on. And again, for the second time, it's been, oh, we've rambled. I could, I could, honestly, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> Thank you. I do take that as a compliment. <laughs> that's, that's two compliments for me today. <laughs> I know. <See> <laughs> Hello, I'm Danielle McCray. I'm Taylor Gray. I'm Laura Post. Jelly Soar. I'm Patty Madsen. What's it like to voice Ajara? Do you have a connection to the character? Yes. Ajara is... Ajara was actually one of the very first, like, super big, important roles I booked. What inspired you to become a voice actress? Uh, so what's inspired me were... There were two different things. So one, it was cartoons inspired me to want to get into voice acting. What inspired you to start a tarot collection? Well, I started studying tarot about 20 years ago and I started playing WoW a little over 11 years ago. And, you know, the whole 20 years that I've been looking at tarot, I've always thought to myself that I would just really love to make a deck. What's it like to be a part of the Star Wars community? I mean, I don't know if there's any better community to be involved with. I know everyone who was a part of the show and worked on the show um, was so fortunate and grateful to be a part of it um, because it's an amazing family that you get brought into and you you realize that you go to things like Celebration was only a few weeks ago. How do you feel about Sylvanas' progression in the next expansion? Well, you know, um, I always try to uh, not be connected to judging her regardless because our 
our job is to deliver a performance for the character that uh, is not in judgment of, of what she's doing or what they're writing because it's to stay true to delivering 